Is your floor so ugly the dog refuses to walk on it? Is it so ugly your mother-in-law won't come to visit? Do you lock the door so people can't see it? Hi, this is Tony with We Do Epoxy and I hate ugly floors. We can take your ugly garage, basement, porch, or patio floor and in a couple of days turn it into a work of art. Stop living with ugly. Call me today at 859-582-7920. That's We Do Epoxy at 859-582-7920. I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome, everybody, to Extreme Common Sense. What's up, Ray? Hey, Trisden. How's it going, man? Uh, well, hopefully we're recording. We've been working on this long enough. <laughs> well, one thing that I, I, you know, I won't speak for you, but me and technology, not good. Oh, I'm a wizard. <laughs> I can do things on computers no one can do. <laughs> I'm like uh, Planet of the Apes. Like, if you just dropped one of the Planet of the Apes, like, in 2023, I just hit the keys and that, that's what I got. Well, you're better than me. I don't know, man. I'm wearing my glasses because I was at the uh, optometrist and he dilated my eye. See my eye? Oh, yeah. Wow. So a lot of lights coming in. So And you're wearing some... Stevie Wonder look. I say like Terminator 2, like oh, the yeah. mid-90s Terminator <laughs> glasses. So I'll just like be... A in, badass. That's it. I'll just be intimidated the whole time. That's funny. Oh, man. So uh, other than pupil dilation, pretty good. Everything going well? Yeah. I mean, the haze from the Canadian forest fires, do they not have any firemen in Canada? Or are they just all playing hockey? Man, I don't know what's going on, but you know, I walk every day on lunch. It's been mid-like wild. Yeah. It's thick. Now, one thing that I get on the walks, I don't get a lot of like smoky smell or like you feel like you can't breathe. It's just like thick air. You haven't been, uh, seriously, you haven't smelt it some? It's, no. Oh, I wow. Yeah. No, no I, the I, other night it was prominent. Really? Now, my allergies absolutely kill my whole nasal capacity, well, so that's, that okay. could be the problem. But that, Or yeah. maybe a leftover from COVID. <laughs> yeah, it could be, honestly. And the storm Sunday night. My God, our say carpet got, is still fucking wet. You took a lot of damage. What what happened? Well, we're going to the insurance adjuster tomorrow for both our cars. It was a hailstorm like no other. In fact, here, I'll tell you what. I might be able to pull this up, Tristan. We're always around with these phones but i think i've got this it's 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 more of an audio than it is a visual anyway um but this was from the storm the other night and it was like nothing else you know people talk about apocalyptic storms biblical storms etc etc this damn thing was was pretty righteous and you got no hail we got nothing, and but I, you know what? I'm in Paint Lick, Berea slash Paint Lick, and you're in Richmond. Every client that I've spoke with all week, yes, to your point, all right, so biblical this proportions. Is, this storm. is not machine gun fire. This is hail from the other night. All right, that's amazing. That was me and Raymond standing in the garage about ten fifteen Sunday night. Like 20 seconds. That's unbelievable. And usually hail. Okay, so usually hail lasts three minutes, five minutes. It went 25 minutes like that. Wow. And it was 25 minutes. Yeah, and and our cars are just dinged to shit. So I did two stupid things. The one I didn't even think of, so I can't really say it was stupid, but we have a two car garage. 
like most garages, filled with junk. And um, maybe not all junk, but filled with a lot of stuff. Ray and I could have pushed it over and freed up one of the garages and got Patty's, gotten Patty's car in because they came on about 9.15 and said, uh, this storm's taking dead aim at Hillcrest, which is sort of adjoining to us in Union City. We should have just done that. But I didn't think of it, so I can't beat myself up too much. However, the other thing, oh, I can take blame for, a tactical error. So the water started coming in slightly under the garage, and um, I don't know, more than slightly. It was about a half an inch of water. So I said to Ray, you know what, I've got this big broom. I'll tell you what, <laughs> you open the door just a little bit. Now the power's out, so he had to pull the cord and have manually open the door, and I'll see if I can't push this water out. Not a good move. No, we went not from, a good move. We went from a half an inch of water to three inches of water at the snap oh of a finger. God. And my wife's standing there going, that was stupid. That was Pat. You're not helping. <laughs> I mean, good God. Isn't that the worst? Like, you don't mind. You're like, not helping. Constructive criticism while you're in the middle of working <laughs> is never beneficial. It was So that all ran in and went through the garage and got onto the de- carpet in the downs. You know, it's a split level, so there's sort of a den downstairs. That fucking carpet is still wet. We've oh, had no. big, I uh, got a couple of industrial fans from work, you know, big black round, and they've been blowing. And it's, it's getting drier. Hopefully it'll be dry when I get home, but my goodness, man. That's miserable. It, it was miserable. So, so Monday I basically took off. I had to go in. Sorry, I'm banging the table. I had to go in Monday uh, just because it's a busy day, but I went in at like 4 in the afternoon, and Patty and I, I will give my wife credit. She's a hard worker with stuff like that. Everything came out of the garage. We power washed it, uh, let it all dry, put everything back in. It, it was a nightmare. Yeah, that's that's no good. I've I've got a lesser storm story story because we didn't get you know what you guys you didn't got. get the hail. Did not get the hail. Little bit of wind, a lot of lightning. Yeah, but uh, I've got a handicapped dog, so we've got three dogs outside. Does he have a sticker? <laughs> You're he he wears the in. glasses just like yours right now, <laughs> yeah. so you can and tell. You're able he's, to pull into a handicapped spot no, and get right. out with a three-legged dog. That's, that's it. Pretty cool. But no, he's like over time. He's like he's 15 years old. Over time, his back two legs just don't work anymore, and so he gets around great for a dog with two working legs. But you know when so what does he do? Just pulls himself with his front legs. Yeah, just pulls himself with his front legs. And he his will run. Back legs his, actually drag. Just drag. Golly, man. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's really sad because I mean we've had him forever, and this started six months ago. That so we took him to the vet. We thought, yeah, he's going to tell us to put him down. And he's like, is he eating? Yeah, he's fine. He eats good. He goes, okay, he's fine. He's just handicapped. Like just you know, he's going to be like that. So that's wild. Yeah. So anyway, we keep dogs outside. I have pretty bad allergies, but um, you know we've actually got heated dog houses for him in the winter and you know for outside dogs they're treated pretty well but uh with the hail coming which you know because we kept getting the notifications of the hail now you wait i gotta stop you so sure. you said four so f-o-u-r outside dogs or f-o-r outside dogs four outside dogs F-O-R, that are treated well we have three outside dogs okay. treated well four with, three outside yes. dogs they're treated well that's it four <laughs> three outside dogs. yes so when i started getting all these you know hail messages on my phone at about god it had to be around 11 11 30 uh, a little bit earlier but yeah, yeah. 10 10 15 ish yeah so i go out and the reason i do this is because we have one really big dog and he'll get scared and push this guy out of his house oh no so and he doesn't want to get in the big dog's house so he will usually just go sit under some bushes oh. in rain like anytime it rains he will go out and be in the rain but if baseball size hail comes not a good situation so i went to get suge is his name like suge knight the famed death row producer and take suge to the garage well the problem was is that 
now the other dogs are trying to jump in. So it's pouring rain. The other dogs are in the house. We're basically <laughs> wrangling dogs. So nothing bad happened, but we you know had to bring him in the house, and it just became this kind of like 15-minute nightmare of trying to, to deal with the dogs. But Is Sugar Black Lab? He is a, he's a black dog, ah, cool. black cool, and cool. brown, little cool. uh, mixed breed. That's funny. Yeah. It was, a, you know, people say uh, a biblical storm, apocalyptic storm. You know, I, I, maybe I do exaggerate, but I tried not to too much. Fish was this big. It was a storm that was incredible. It really was an incredible storm. Now, how big I mean, was the hill that you got? Well, you know, they were saying baseball, scalpel. So it, it was it was quarter size for sure. Wow. I mean, the dings, I, when we walk out, I'll show you my car because yeah. we didn't look coming in. It's Crazy. very evident. And Patty's car is, you know, a 2021, 20, 2020 or 2021. And, you know, and she is, the world divides into car keepers, car killers. I'm a car killer. She's a car keeper. Yeah. She's washing that fucking thing once a week. I'm going to get She's you some pads. Meticulous as can be. That's me banging the table. <laughs> and, you know, I just felt terrible for her. And because you that look out, stink. yeah, you look out. Sunday night, it was still raining a bit, but the worst of it had passed. And oh, it doesn't look too bad, you know, by flashlight. Oh, yeah. Monday morning, honey, your car is fucked. Oh, yeah. So we're going to the adjuster. We we called our guy, Alan Hatfield. I don't mind mentioning Alan's name. He's a great guy. And uh, we called him Monday, and they they took our claim, but they had filed 600 claims already on Monday. Oh, my God. Because we called it like three in the afternoon, Trison. 600 claims. It's amazing. You know, I deal with probably five or six uh, insurance folks. they got to be inundated. You cannot, could not reach them Monday or Tuesday. Could not get through. Exactly. Because people were just beating up those lines so much. And we've got a metal roof, and there's a guy, I don't mind mentioning him, Will uh, Highslope, who has all slope roofing, which is pretty cool. uh, Will's a great guy, bowls with us. And I talked to him last night. He's going to come out and look at our roof for us. And uh, we gave them a heads up that we might be filing on it. To me, it looks okay, but I'd like to have an expert look at it. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Just a hellacious storm, man. Crazy. Just And so when it was over, the hail looked like snow. It was just piled up. And I think that was part of the flooding. I think the hail was working like a dam. And, oh, yeah. and when I opened the fucking garage door. Well, Raymond opened it. Ray, it was your fault. <laughs> it, oh. it just it just let loose like a floodgate. Man. Yeah. That's amazing. But no, it, it really was, you know, by all accounts at least. You had Chuck Givens, a client. I'm sure you know Chuck. Sure. Half a million dollars in storm damage. Oh, no in kidding. His yeah, he's out by me, Red House Road. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, see, he would be right in the line of fire. As the crow flies, Chuck and I are probably two miles apart. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, so glad everybody at least is safe and okay. He was saying that uh, the hail was so big at his house, it was coming through the windows. The hail busted the windows and came in his house. Oh, man, Tristan, I'm sorry. We have busted screens. Wow. Yeah, the screens, I guess, took the brunt from the window. Well, my uh, side mirror is busted. Yeah. My my Crazy. backup mirror on the yeah. you know side mirror is so. busted. Uh, tail light is busted. Wow. Yeah. So glad everybody's okay. So that's yeah, nice that's at least that, that, you know, yeah. insurance, our folks are going to be busy for a, a few weeks. I'm, and, you know, I have insurance friends, Alan, amongst them. You don't have to feel bad for them. I've never met a poor insurance guy. That's fair. I've never met a poor insurance guy, and I've never met a poor junk man. Yeah. Junk men always have money. Yeah. They're hustlers, if man. They're Both hustlers. Probably. Yeah. They're there hustlers. you go. <laughs> Love it. Well, we pay insurance people a lot of money, and you know it's true for a long time with nothing to go wrong, and then collects. when you do need it, you do need it. Yes. So that's that's why they're there. Yes. 
So, hey, I'll tell you kind of a funny story before we get into any type of serious politics. But um, I've, I've told you the trip uh, in college when I cut the roof off of Lincoln yeah, and my buddy and just drove story. across. That story. is great. Well, I, I won't necessarily get into much of it. But anyway, oh, you got to tell what you did to the Lincoln, though. Okay, so 2001, <laughs> uh, me and my best friend, college uh, Berea College baseball teammate, decided we were going to go across country. Well, I had bought this $300 1977 Lincoln Continental. If you're picturing one of the big boats from any like Martin Scorsese movie from the 70s, that's what it was. It's exactly what it was. So With the we, suicide doors? Had no, those one? were oh, more okay. 60s. Okay. But yeah, this was late 70s and uh, decided to paint it baby blue just because we thought it would look cool. <laughs> Spray painted the rims gold. And so no roof. You guys did it. Yeah. Ch- with, yeah. With, what, with cans? What, uh, no, oh, we actually, okay. I bought good paint and my mom's boyfriend painted it. Okay. So he did the bodywork and painted. And so, and so it looked okay. Yeah, it looked pretty good. And chopped the roof off. So it was a convertible. <laughs> with But the, the problem with that is when you're like halfway across country, there's no roof. So when it hails and rains and that kind of thing. <laughs> but I, You didn't consider that? So you had no protection from the elements? A buddy that gave it us might rain on a cross-country a trip? tarp. So we had this tarp that we carried. We would put <laughs> over our heads and hold. Or if the weather got too bad, which it did, if you could find a truck stop car wash or a big car wash, you would kind of be safe for a right. while because people aren't in line to get their car washed in the middle of a storm right. and you have shelter. So right. that was sort of, we were very often looking for car washes to protect us from rain and driving through small towns, each of us holding a tarp up while we drove. Anyway, fascinating trip, but we got a lot of footage from that. So I took a camcorder and, uh, you know, it was just 21, you know, thought I was funny. I mean, we were just trying to do kind of funny stuff and, and film it. And I'm going to – I was thinking, man, it would be great to do something with that now and just put oh, it on yeah. the line. Yeah. So I uh, – Who's the friend? Uh, Brendan Fenton. He was on yeah, the show. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. And so yeah. what, what we're going to do is we're going to sort of do a little half documentary with the footage – and we're going to get uh, one of the producers at my at, at work, one of the WBON producers, to put it together for us. So then we're going to have like hopefully the fun and enjoyable parts of the trip. We'll be able to like put it online, and, and you can sort of hear the commentary and pre cell phone, right? Yeah, definitely yeah, pre cell phone. So it was just me with one of these big shoulder camcorders with a VHS in it, like filming us being stupid That's for great. two months at 21 years old. And that so. trip was Kentucky to California? Well, we went to New York first, but we did that in a regular vehicle because Dennis had not painted the Lincoln yet. So we went to New York, met Jimmy Fallon. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I've heard that this, Heard the story. And then um, we, when we got back from New York, the car was done, essentially, and we took it south to the beaches, Louisiana, through Texas, and, like, you know, hitting wherever we could hit that would be fun with zero money. And, you know, tons of car problems, like we had constant flat tires, didn't think to bring a jack, like had no money. We were counting out pennies, you know, at different places. And uh, at one point, it's, it's, uh, it was funny to us, this guy is nice enough. We have a flat, didn't have a jack. And the guy was nice enough, like picked us up on the side of the road, said, I'll take you to my house. I've got a tire that you can have. And, uh, you know, take you there. You guys can hang out and have breakfast with us and come back. So many nice people, you by the way, what state trip. that was in? That would have been like a New Mexico-ish. Because oh, cool. the, the tires were good until we got... Into the heat. Desert. And the yeah, heat. Yeah. And the shitty right. uh, retreads sure. that we had bought melt. melted. Yeah. All four yeah. of them. But, uh, but this guy picked us up. We're in the bed of the truck. As he's taking us to his house, out of the goodness of his heart, he runs out of gas. So we're broke down two miles back. <laughs> Now, he's broke down, you know, two miles closer to his house, and he's like, well, 
We're like a mile and a half away from a gas station. He's like, you guys lay here with my wife in the truck. I'll walk up and get some gas. So we were literally the three of us like really a cordial guy. Resting. Yeah, he was <laughs> super nice. There's somebody said reference it was like there's a scene in Harold and Kumar yeah. that there's a guy's like, Oh, you hang out with my wife. But it wasn't, you know, pervy. But nonetheless, so like we're broke down twice in a matter of thirty that is minutes. So great. Yeah. Those stories are just so much fun. And and, such memories. Yeah, and the nostalgia of it makes them because at the time you're like, ah, oh, god damn it, we're broke down again. Looking back, it's wonderful. So, yeah. but anyway, we're going to try to turn that, that little footage into a kind of a half I'll documentary with, that. Some, that would be you know, very cool. I think you'll get a kick out of it yeah, because be the fun. stories and the things that happened were just unbelievable. I was not much more than 21. I had a period of my life where I was going to Vermont a lot. It was uh, Johnson State College, just north of uh, Burlington, uh, not just north, probably an hour north. And I, um, I think I might, if things had turned out differently, I've got a buddy of mine who's still up there, Guy Shane. Uh, but my mom uh, died in December of 79, and I went up there in the summer of 80. And and I could have stayed, Trisden. Like, they wanted, I say they, the friends that I made, wanted me to stay. And, and I love Vermont. It's one of the great states. It was then. It still is now. Very European. It's like the most progressive state. Either California, Vermont, take your pick, you know. Nice. But Vermont is kind of like uh, got this culture of, you know, hippiedom. It's sort of got a 60s vibe to it, right? But on one of the trips back, me and my buddy Pete Texera, may he rest in peace, he's gone now. And we were driving his Dodge Dart, and we were up around Albany, New York, so we're still probably, give or take, two hours from home. It was about a five-hour drive up to Burlington, five, maybe five and a half. And uh, we're running out of gas. We have no money. We don't have, we went through, you were scrounging pennies, and you got to yeah. be poor to appreciate these stories. Yes. We pulled his car over, went through the fucking seats, we came up with, you know, I'm, this is all embellished from 40 years ago, but like 48 cents. <laughs> we figured we'll drive as far as we can and figure it out. If I'm lying, I'm dying. This is the God's honest truth. And it was, a, it was a Super Bowl Sunday. I think it was the Raiders and the Eagles, Jim Plunkett Raiders, like 1980. And... Um, <laughs> We see a car on the side of the road. We're heading south on the New York Thruway, and we don't even say a word. Pete just pulls in. We're thinking the same thing. Pulls in behind this car, and it's two women. They have a flat tire. We didn't. We didn't know. We we just pulled over. Yeah. We saw a car, and she, and it's cold. It's a cold night, and she says, "Oh, thank goodness you stopped, boys. I don't know anything about changing a tire. I've been sitting here for like forty minutes. All right, yes, ma'am. So we get into a trunk. We're getting the jack out and the spare and a New York." state trooper pulls up and so we're outside and she gets out and the cops like you guys can't do this and she's like do what she's like no no this is uh, illegal for you i have to call somebody and the woman just right just red he's like how dare you i've been sitting here for 45 minutes right. these two young boys are willing to and the cop is just like all right fine i'll help you out i'll leave the lights on you guys do your thing do it quick get out of here all right so we do and uh she hands me something she hands me what I feel is at least two dollars, two dollars, two singles, right? You know, and I guess that's ultimately why we were doing it, right? Hoping, but um, sure. I'm, oh, thank you, so, ma'am. You don't have to do that. I'm polite. Oh, no, no, I insist. I, I get back into the car, and it's two ten dollar bills. Oh wow! Trisden, it was all the fucking money in the world. It was all the money. I remember going, text. We got two tens, man. We got two tens. Now we've got enough money to buy more beer, to get gas. Gas was probably 79 cents then. Yeah. A six-pack of beer was four bucks. I mean, we were rich, man, with $20. Oh, that's so great. But you have to be poor to appreciate that. You do. You know? know, Great story. Tex, we got two tens, man. 
this is a, not this was I was also in college it's kind of a similar story this totally true 100% true drove back home to Lee County Virginia it's a two-hour trip and the same thing you're always putting in the exact amount of nickels you think it's going to take you to, to make that two-hour trip and get back so we're making the trip back and man we're hugging E like we're not going to make it we're kind of close if you're familiar with the area we're like Rockcastle County. Sure. So sure. 25, 30 minutes right. from home. But I right. knew like we were, you know, literally sputtering into this exit. And I was like, man, I don't know what we're going to do. Like it was me and two of my baseball teammates between us. Not one credit card for mom and dad, not $5 on us. The only thing I had in my pocket, and I don't even know why I had it. And I remember it was $14 and it was junk mail. But it was one of those junk mail things that looked like a check. And it was if you, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I just thought. I don't know if this is legal tender, but I'm going to try it because what other option do we have? Like, you know, maybe wander around and borrow five bucks from somebody. We're close enough that, you know, two gallons of gas is going to get us home. Swear to God, I walk into uh, the gas station off of, man, whatever the second Rockcastle exit going south is. Uh, 60 something. Yeah. Yeah. Near, near Renfro Valley. Exactly. Right. Near Renfro. Right. Swear to God, the woman goes, Trisden? And I thought... <laughs> What the hell? I'm like, or no, she said bear because I went by bear as a kid when I was younger. And I said, yeah. She goes, it's your cousin Missy in this exit in between, like nowhere near anywhere I, you know, would have ever been. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, you work here? And she's like, me and my husband own this gas station. That is too funny. Hadn't seen her in 12 years, probably. Like, you know, wasn't really one of those families where you're really close sure. with your cousins and you spend a lot of time with them. Always thought a lot of I like you my... Kentuckians were all close to your cousins. <laughs> in a different way. Yes. But they were older. They never wanted to make out. You know how it is. It sucked. But uh, so anyway, I was like, Missy, you're not going to believe this, but, you know, we have no money and we're completely out of gas. And I was like, I don't know if this is a real check. She goes, oh, God, I'll cash, you know, whatever. Whatever you want to do, we'll just give it to you. And, like, get some food and whatever while you're here. And it was like, oh, thank God. For so, 14 bucks. Yeah. So <laughs> so it was, <laughs> yes. But to that, to man. your point, it's all the money in the world Absolutely. when you have no money Absolutely. to get where you're going. Yes. And, and just, just fantastic, the luck of that man. is just wonderful. Yeah. Just, oh, my God. Yeah, it is. It was a great story. And, you know, the Kennedys, which can segue into our politics, the Kennedys never can tell that story, you know? Oh, no. Bobby Jr. is not going to tell that story. And I think people appreciate it in politicians that can sort of relate to those types of stories, right? Like, Yes. Uh, I, I love the fact that, you know, somebody knows what it's like to need a buck now and again. Sure. It's easy yeah. to tell everybody, you know, pull your bootstraps or whatever and, you know, having never had to work and, you know, being Nepo babies and whatever. Yeah, that's right. No, but, uh, you, you've got to be poor. And there's, and there's a lot, you know, there's, there's it builds character. Let's, let's just put it that way. Well, here's, a, here's another quick character. one and, we're, and we'll, we'll get to politics. But uh, on that same trip, on the, the tire breakdown trip on the, you know, our cross country trip, we were just outside of Las Vegas had a flat tire, didn't have a jack. It was middle of the desert, middle of the night. And there was a bad car wreck about what I thought was maybe two miles back. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna walk for it. Go back, see if the cops will loan me a jack, and then you know, we'll drive the jack back. So the thing that I've learned that night is that you're not really estimating very well how far things are when you're not paying attention to them. So like I thought, you know, mile or two back, Ended up being like four miles back oh, because no, I was I walked and I was like man this is just forever in the dark by myself. Told Fenton to stay with the car. Flashlight? Uh, I don't think I had a flashlight, but I might have. 
And so I remember it took like an hour to get back, and I was jogging, walking, jogging, oh. walking. I mean, it was a really long way. And I get to these cops, and they're at this wreck. I'm like, guys, I'm, you know, I know you're busy, and I, you know, hate to ask, but man, we're broke down about, you know, 20 minutes this way. And if I could borrow a jack for just five minutes, I'll zip it right back to you. And the cop was like, no, like not sit around. I can give you a ride. We're going that way. You know, we clear up in 30 minutes or whatever. It was just like, no, get lost. So it's turned around and walked all the way back no shit. with no help. I mean, I, I will say like cops are to protect and serve, but they're fucking definitely not to help. There's not a lot of you, know, you see some great videos on TikTok, and there are some of those guys playing I mean, was ball. Was it a with bad the, accident? Maybe they felt like you were intruding, or well, it was kind of wrapping up. So, oh it, yeah, I mean, it just could have helped. A little bit of help would have been nice. Yes, a little but, bit of help. But nice. yeah, in my experience, protect and serve maybe, but helpful, nah, not a lot of helpful. That's funny. Cops. That is too funny. Yeah, indeed. So I mentioned the Kennedys. They would never uh, appreciate a story like that because they were. Gilded Cage kids, and that can lead into Bobby. I don't know if you watched them last night. They had a uh, basically a town forum. Oh, I would have. I didn't Nation. know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to put up with his voice first. He's got that affliction where it sounds like his windpipe is crushed, and and, and that's tough. But there was an article written by a fellow who had um, debated him back in '04, I guess '05ish, from the um, New York Times, who. Uh, Basically, and it was about Bobby Kennedy had subscribed to a conspiracy theory about the Republicans had hijacked the 04 election. Ironic, right? Oh, well. And that Kerry had actually won, but they stole Ohio and yada, yada. And it was nonsensical and it was crazy. Yeah. But this guy, after four or five uh, times debating him, basically said this is pointless because you can't debate someone who doesn't subscribe to fact. Right. Apparently that's... Which is essentially my brother's take on my MAGA sister. Yeah. I'm out, Buzz, because I can't fucking do this. Yeah. But here's this excerpt from that article. It said, what would winning a debate with Bobby Kennedy even mean? As I learned when I argued with him about the 2004 election, trying to fight misinformation with facts is a tricky business. One side is bound by clearly documented evidence. The other side is free to cherry pick facts from anywhere and to assert that establishment institutions are inherently suspect, that efforts to fact check their claims amount to Nick picking and that anyone who doesn't see a bigger narrative in a collection of loosely related stories is in in effect a naif. Now, I wasn't exactly sure what the word naif meant. Me neither. Though I though I, I thought I had an idea, so I said, "All right, this is what Google is good for." So I went to the Google and get a naif is basically uh, a, a naive person. That would so, have been my guess. Yes, yeah, so they yeah. think you're naive for believing facts. Oh, right. you don't understand. This is a conspiracy. You're just naive. Yeah. Because Bobby is also, I mean, he's interesting. I love the Kennedy families. I don't even know if I included Bobby Kennedy in, in our in our uh, celebrity show when meeting people. Oh, you met Bobby. I did more than meet, uh, meet him. I walked 20 minutes with him. I went, I was working for Kelly. Yeah. And he was doing river keepers. Yeah. And we went down to the Kentucky River at Boonesboro where he was holding the press conference. And so, uh, uh, what's his name from the Backstreet Boys? Richardson? Kevin Richardson was there because he's in Estill County, right? And everybody was mugging with Kevin Richardson. His Backstreet Boys were big then. That was probably 04. Right. Still, yeah. And me and Bobby Kennedy walked fucking 20 minutes up to the the overhang there, the hut at at Boonesboro. From the river up to... I'm thinking of Robert Kennedy. So who's Bobby Kennedy? Robert Kennedy Jr., Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Robert I'm F. With Kennedy Jr. Okay. So, so Bobby, who was assassinated, yes. son Bobby. Totally with yeah. him. Yeah. So and this is the guy that's running. Now, yeah, he's 68 years old now. So, Okay, okay. Yeah, so I was thinking you were saying somebody president. else. Yeah, no, no, oh, okay. that's him. 
Right. Okay, so what do and you, you know who he is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought he was a great guy. I told him, I, you know, I was probably fawning like everybody else. Hell, this is fucking Bobby Kennedy. And I said, Mr. Kennedy, I got to tell you, your name in my house, you know, I'm Irish Catholic. And I kidded him. And I always said, there was a, in my house, there was a crucifix. And then there was a, there was a picture of your uncle, nice. Jack. And he's like, oh, thank you. You know, yada. And we chatted. He just seemed like a nice guy. And he does seem like a nice guy. But he subscribes to conspiracies. He thinks vaccinations are a big fucking conspiracy. That, you know, there's been a lot hidden and autism is a direct link to vaccinations. And people of science are like, nah, there's been a few cases. But no, basically vaccines have been a net gain of 10,000 to 1 over, uh, hey, you want to try a wireless caller? Yeah, let's see what they have to say. Hey, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, good afternoon. Yeah. Chris Ringerman? Yes. Good to speak to you. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm making some calls with Andy Bashir's re-election. Oh, nice. That's perfect. I'm wonderful. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, we are making some calls because we're looking for some supporters to come out and join us in Lexington this weekend. Sure. Uh, we'll be knocking some doors, talking to some voters about why we want to keep our governor. So... Uh, looking at this Saturday or Sunday, which day would work for you to come out and join us? Uh, Sunday. What time? Okay. Uh, shifts start at 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. It's about two hours max. Are you in? Uh, so which one works mm, for you? Maybe. Uh, let's say 4 p.m. Sunday tentatively. Hey, is Michaela okay. is Michaela going to be there? Okay. I can definitely put you down for that. Michaela's and uh, we'll be meeting at our field office, so... Uh, I can go ahead and give you the address for that. Please. If you've got something to write it down. Yeah, please. Okay. So that'll be 1021 North Limestone, Suite 110. And what is that building? We've got on-site parking at Suite 110. Okay. Hey, 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 is Michaela going to be there? Uh, Michaela. Let me see. Should know her last name, but I don't. Give me, give me five seconds here. Okay, Michaela Weaver, uh, finance. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, um, she probably won't be there. Okay. Uh, funnily enough, she's actually my fiance. <laughs> really? I was just talking to her about some radio ads. I, she just emailed. Uh, we were on about some uh, some marketing stuff, and she forwarded me over to Alex. So I got to chat with your with your fiance. Yeah, yeah. She does good work. Yeah, um, very true. The finance team. Nice. How about Alex? Will he be there? Uh, let's see. What was that? Sorry. Will Alex be there by chance? I don't think I know who that is. Yeah, he's the marketing guy for Brashear. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've met him. I okay. think he'll be here. Man, that's cool. And, and what, what, what was your name? Uh, my name is Chris. All right, Chris. Well, we've actually got all this recorded. I should have told you that up front. I picked up in the middle of a podcast. This is myself, Ray, and a, and a buddy, Trisden. But we will be out there on Sunday afternoon. All right. Sounds Good great. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, looking forward to meeting you. Likewise. Have a good one. Thanks. Take Bye-bye. care. That is too funny. Shit, Small that world. Was, I was just talking to his fiance you were yesterday. Talking about how hot you were. No, no, no. no. He was not. I'm not. I'm <laughs> 
He didn't say that at all. I'm only. I'm, now I'm, I'm going to have to look joking. her up and see if she is. I don't want to make you out to be a liar. Well, on we air. may have to go out there on Sunday. Would that be weird to cold call Andy somebody Bashir? and they start asking you about your fiance though? Wouldn't that be that, a yeah? It's probably a little day? weird for him. He's like, oh, that's my fiance. Hey, that, that. So we finally put a call on the air, and that one worked out pretty good. And hey, fact is, I'd like to see Andy Bashir reelected. Re I think he's done a fine job, ha having nothing to do with my politics, leaning left. I mean, Andy's a very much a moderate Democrat. Sure. Um, but I think he's done a. I think he's done a good enough job as governor of this state that he should get four more years. Completely agree. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to argue that. Yeah, it is. What's he done poorly? You know, I think every argument that you're going to hear is, you know, the whole Hitler during the during COVID and you know took kids out of schools. But you know what? He did what every other governor in America did with the information we had at the time. Every other responsible governor. Right. So <laughs> fair point. But, but do you remember what you were talking about pre phone call? Uh, no, I was right in the middle of something. I could probably go back to it. So when we listen to the show this uh, week. Oh, the Kennedys, I think. Can, yeah. And having, okay. met, having, having met, met Bobby, Riverkeepers. Yeah. But just uh, how it's hard to argue with someone who, you know, and, and look, whether it's Bobby Kennedy on the left or Donald Trump on the right, they're both people who really don't subscribe to facts. They don't let facts get in the way of their arguments. They're going to make their point because they're convinced they're right about their point. It's it's very similar to my sister in Jersey, uh, who's you know who is in the MAGA cult. But it's hard to really have a debate with somebody who just picks little pieces and facts and then throws them back as if they're coming from the fucking burning bush. Well, it's you know, you know and it does become that emotional argument situation where there's nothing you're going to say to penetrate nothing. somebody that is just wants to believe with all their heart. You know. Look at religion. Yeah, Not passion that, is a great thing. Sure, it just like, doesn't always work in the real world. Like if you're a Muslim or, you know, a, a Christian or, you know, insert whatever religion, Jewish, you're not going to sit down one day and give somebody some facts and they're going to go, oh, shit, I never thought about it that way. Now I'm going to be, a, you know, whatever. So I think when you believe in a person as passionately as the MAGA group believes in Trump, you're not penetrating. Facts that. be damned. Facts be damned. Yeah. This is my guy. Like, this is, you know, whatever. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And Bobby Kennedy is just so committed to his passion on, you know, vaccines and, and everybody's out to get you. And, you know, he was on Rogan's show and he was talking about, yeah, the government's probably... And I didn't hear it. I heard it secondhand, so I don't want to put words in his mouth because if I did, they'd have to sound like this. <laughs> but he was talking about how, you know, it's probably likely that the government's working right now to assassinate me, and I'm aware of that. And, you know, That's a little dude. rough. Yeah, he's out there. He was on Mars. He's, he's a bit of a kook and a crank. He's a bit of a kook, and he was on Bill Maher's podcast this week. Oh, okay. I haven't listened yet, but probably worth checking out. Sure. Because Mar, I saw clips, and Mar was sort of trying to paint him as you're not as crazy as they make you out to be, and of course he wants that narrative. I'm not crazy. I just you know there's a couple things, so I'd like to check that out and sort of hear him unfiltered and see what he has to say. Yeah, I don't know that he's could earn my vote, but I wouldn't rule it out. But I mean, it would be tough to vote for a vaccine denier. Well, it's that, and it's um, and again, I preface this by saying I quite liked the Kennedy family. I was raised as an Irish Catholic. They were they were revered <laughs> in my household. I read I've, I've read much about his dad. I, I had. A, utmost respect. I think it's a shame that his life was cut short, that he didn't get a chance to become president, because in all likelihood, he probably he was he's really leaning towards winning that vote in 68. You know, he was shot the night he had won the California primary. Um, but but young Bobby, Bobby Jr., not young, 68, but uh, uh, R, R, RFK's, sure. yeah, RFK's son, uh, Robert Jr., is, um, you know, his passion is to be admired, but it's sort of like everybody else in politics is corrupt, and I'm the white knight who can save that. 
Right. Eh. And and you know that you know, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yes. Like maybe on an, on the other side exactly. there with Trump, it's like you know nobody else is is capable of doing what only I can do. Yeah. I'm much more inclined to deal with somebody who says, you know, we've got problems, but together we can work these things out because you know there's a lot of noble people and there's a lot of good people who are working on your behalf. Not everybody's a piece of shit. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. The whole. You know that is. You know. Uh, there's a. There's a term for that, but it's spouses can do this and they become very toxic. But I'm the only one you can trust. I'm the only one. Yeah. You can, don't believe anybody else. That's it where just the becomes cult very comes from. yeah, very cultish. Yeah. And yeah. you know, well, you know, Trump's the only one that's draining the swamp, you know, or whatever. And when it becomes that uh, conspiracy theory of everybody's corrupt except my one guy, some weird shit kind of stuff. Right. And you got to have an outsider because everybody inside is part of the swamp and they're all corrupt. That's well, it. You know, how did your outsider work out? He tried <laughs> to ruin our fucking democracy. Right. You know. Yeah. Just get on YouTube for six hours and then you'll see it the way I do. It's the only way. But uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty bizarre. And speaking of Trump, some pretty damning. I don't know if evidence came out because we knew about this tape, but we just heard the audio. Did you have you listened to Zoom? Yeah, I mean that he's basically admitting everything they're saying about him. I'm not allowed to declassify this now, uh, even though I could. This is top secret paper shuffling in the background. Like what I'm holding is a top secret paper. You can't see it, but here it is. Take a look. I mean, it's Man, and you know the only thing I think Trump could have said when asked about it that would have been like, well, maybe they'll buy that is that wasn't me. That's a that's a deep fake. That's not my voice. But the fact that he's like, oh, that's my voice. Of course it is. It just proves that I, you know, that I did nothing wrong. And I'm so like, there's this group called Real America's Voice. I didn't know it. My brother sent me this. So a Real America's Voice correspondent issues a statement. From MAGA, from MAGA, to us Democrats, to the libtards, nice. about the Trump tape. We don't give a damn what that recording says. No, I don't care what the recording says. You could bring out a hundred other recordings. What I know is Trump put America first. Well, there you go. <laughs> so he's literally saying, I don't give a damn what facts are. Yeah, or what he does. And, and you can't li- How can you live in a world where you're saying, I don't mind if my president rapes people, I don't mind if he's banging porn stars while his wife's at home pregnant. Morality doesn't matter to me. I, he likes America the best. And like he poses with pictures with eagles on dinosaurs. Yes. Like that's what matters. He really fucking cares. I think that's. I think it's that emotional. is the place where we've. Oh, fully emotional. Yeah. Yes. Because that thirty that percent that really is in on Trump. That's just where it is. You're not going to pull out some legitimate evidence because here's the you know and I've been watching a lot of Gutfeld with the writer strike. When you know, I would much rather be watching a Colbert, or oh, Seth Meyers. Get out of here! You're, you're a fan now. I'm, you're I, a fan. I can't look away you from like that. You like that mousy blonde chick? Oh god, cat. She's kind of weird looking, but she could eat. She could eat. Not to you know, not to skinny she shame, but she could eat a little. Oh god, yeah, her arms. I mean, she's could, just but, looks yeah. unhealthy. But there is something oddly attractive about her. I don't know. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I but don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying. Yeah. But I will say this about the like that show, which is. By all arguments, very far right. Like nobody's gonna go on that show thinking, oh, it's kind of right down the middle. Like no, God, they no. just shit on Biden every night for right. whatever faux pas he's had for the day, that's and right. it's just the, the biggest thing. That's right. But the thing that I thought is pretty funny is nobody's saying that that's not that what Trump has done with these documents is okay. I don't hear anybody on Fox News saying it's a witch hunt. Now they deflect and they say, well, they should have did more to Hillary, which hey, maybe maybe not. I mean, they had Congress 
they could have, right? They had a president. They could have. Yeah, yeah. So they can't had, blame that Trump on Trump had the DOJ for four years. Right. They he can't blame done whatever investigating he wanted to. Right. It's not the deep state Democrats' fault. I mean, they had their opportunity, whatever. And look, if Hillary did something wrong, fucking by all means, like sure. hold her accountable. But I'm amazed that, you know, there's a lot of deflection, a lot of whataboutism, but I don't really hear any right wing pundits saying, like, everything he did was fine. Yeah, no, nobody. Which is because it th- wasn't. Which is kind of a like that's well, a no, switch. But they'll say that. I don't give a fuck what he did, but sure. I'm still with him. Yeah. So because, that's not really an answer. Well, there was four years of it's a witch hunt and it's fake and it's just not true. Like there was a whole lot of people that were just like, I'm still with him and what he did wasn't a crime. Nobody's saying that wasn't a crime and that's not a big deal. And also it's kind of hard to say for six years, lock her up, lock her up. Oh, well, it doesn't really matter if you handle documents, right? Like you can't build your campaign on how evil Hillary was no. for mishandling documents. No. And then now expect to pass. You cannot. No. Yeah. And all right. So you're watching Gutfeld and I watch it and it's, it's like, um, you know, the traffic accident, you know, you rubberneck because you want to see what was going on. So I tune it in. But here's my question. And, and you know, I'm going to upset Aaron with this question uh, because he's going to say, well, your side does it, too, just like my sister does. I just don't see the same kind of act. why. Why? And this goes back to Limbaugh. Let's 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 leave Gutfeld. I haven't mentioned old Russian. May he rest in peace in a couple of weeks. So I have to because you <laughs> tease me about mentioning him too much. But I was back to Limbaugh because I think he's very responsible for the media that we now have. Him and Roger Ailes with Fox, which they were thick as thieves. They were two fat cigar smoking golf buddies who both had this idea of America. Why does it have to be so personal and so angry? And that is different from the left. The left is, okay, so they they hate Rachel Maddow, but she takes 20 minutes to lay out her case. Chris Hayes takes 20 minutes to lay out his case, and it's fact-based, and it's filled with things, and it's things that the right doesn't like. But it's not personal, and it's not fat-shaming, and it's not he's dorky-looking, and it's not. That's what that Gutfeld. Yeah, that's fair. Now, to be... Because I do poke as well. I always call him the Gutfeld kid. He's like three years younger than me, but he's five <laughs> foot three. Right. So I call him the Gutfeld kid. But to me, that's what the Gutfeld kid show is about. It's sure. all about, okay, and they can put it in the guise of comedy, but it's all about personal attack. Yeah. Why? Why, does, why is the right enamored with personal attack? Well, and and wouldn't their message be better if it was not, if it was less of that and more a little fact-based? I mean, fact-based couldn't hurt, right? I mean, I definitely think there's an element, and certainly not all of our Republican friends, but there's an element, and I think it's the same element that Trump really motivated that you're not going to get by laying out a 20-minute case, that you're going to say, look, dumb, fat, (laughs) and then people are going to say, I like him. He say dumb, fat like me, and then it becomes this, you know, so there are, and we've got our cavemen. Don't get me wrong. We've got our cave cave people on there to a degree that are going to be, yeah, look, every time I go to California, I meet very close-minded people at the mention of the term Kentucky. And I'm not saying that. I agree with that 100% because yeah. we've talked about it. I run into it with, yes. with New Jersey. So and, that, and that okay, is terrible. Maybe not That's dumb, but close-minded. But, but there are close-minded well, folks You know what? Side. That's a great answer, though, Tristan, because I was going to say maybe they don't pick on them as much, but they do. They sit there and they say, oh, look at those hillbillies with their straw in their mouth and their barefoot. So, yeah, okay, both sides. I'll tell you. I, that's fair. I always tell the, the story of the kid at the grocery store that's pushing out my groceries 
And then uh, I said something about Kentucky. Now you're in California? In California, uh, Bay Area. Oh, Kentucky, what's there? Like, bitch, you're pushing out groceries. Like, not that there's anything wrong with an honest day's living. So, Thomas, I'm talking to my brother now. I'm making it very personal in this podcast because I think he is a good listener. I think Tristan just made a great point. So you're going to have to answer that. You're going to have to send me, because this this should air tomorrow. And you're going to, I don't know if he'll listen tomorrow, but you're going to have to send me a good retort to that because there is that same closed-mindedness. So so what the Gutfeld kid and his show represent is what they accuse elitists of doing and blowing off flyover country because there are a bunch of hillbillies sure. and backward people and there's really no sense dealing with them. I just don't. And that is mean. So am I wrong that there's the meanness is worse on the right? And again, this could be our bubble. So this is what I enjoy about the show. But no, to me, it certainly feels like it's worse on the right. Like, I don't think if you watch an episode of Stephen Colbert and then you watch an episode of Gutfeld, I mean, it's yes, just all I would agree with that. personal attacks it seems and much worse. Joe Biden's yeah. senile. And, you know, because right. I think on the show right. last night, he had, right. he said Iraq instead of Ukraine. And he just slipped. Look, I, again, I've said it on. If you recorded everything I said through the course of the day, I'd do that six times. Oh, shit. I said right. I meant left. Or, oh, I said blue. I meant green. Me Whatever. Too. Everybody Me does too. that. And, That's and, just and, a and, thing. And not to pat ourselves on the back, but you and I are fairly accomplished public speakers. I spent 30 years with my own disc jockey business, 15 years in radio, did public address for Eastern Kentucky for 12 fucking years. I mean, I'm a fairly accomplished public speaker, and I screw up all the time. It's easy to do. So, you know, yeah. I, I think what happened was... Fox News found a lane they thought would work, which is, frankly, ageism. It's the one prejudice yeah. that's still allowed. That's fair. The old guy's seen out because he's old. That's a fucking prejudice. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> uh, but they found this lane, and the lane was provable that it wasn't right. And Trump jumped on it, too. You know, he had his, at least his minions go out and say, hey, you know, keep repeating this. Maybe he didn't sure. make it as personal. Yeah. But... Um, because he's the same age almost. Well, <laughs> yes, and they found that lane. But you know what? It was proven wrong. I think it was partly responsible for Trump's loss because they had to keep saying it. And, they, you know, are you going to get Trump, Hannity, Tucker Carlson to back off now and say, you know, we probably had that wrong? No. They show that one clip over and fucking over. They don't show him, you know, just the other 50 minutes of this, you know, well, yesterday the conversation with is. Tommy Tuberville, the, the the Alabama senator, the former football coach at Auburn. I mean, he just ripped him a new one because Tuberville yeah. went and took credit for the fucking infrastructure money that he voted against. <laughs> and Biden was like, rightly, how fucking dare you? Yeah. You, you know, yeah. And he just ripped him a new one. Fox showing that? No. No chance. No, no. Oh, God. It started. He just spilled his water. Things are things sparking. No, Dude, no I've no, had no, enough no. water for this week. God darn it, I'm so excited. Excited about that, but they, like, you know, they, they, they could, and that would be, you know, I guess my question would be. So I would say to that kid in San Francisco who said, "Oh, Kentucky, what's there?" I'd say, a lot of really, really bright people, a lot of really good folks, a lot of forward-looking stuff. Why don't you come down and visit? And sure. even the folks who aren't forward-looking would give you a fucking drive in their, a ride in their pickup, and help you change your tire. Amen. So some you of know, the best people. Yes. But now again, I think some of our best people are more politically motivated at some of these emotional kind of um, attacks and different things. So, you know, you would like to see everybody, you know, watch every debate and really pay attention so they know what they're voting for and kind of be a part of the process. But, you know, we work for a living and we do all these things. So, yeah, I think it's easier to just say, well, the guy that I went to high school with is laying out all these facts on Facebook. It's easier to just go this way. Well, in a text today, my sister, did you watch Bobby Kennedy? Because now she's on his bandwagon. <laughs> and I said, yeah, actually, I did. And I also read Ron DeSantis' book titled uh, 
entitled the courage to be free. So that's kind of me. I'm, again, I'm not breaking my arm, patting myself on the back, but I want to have facts from both sides. If, sure. De- if DeSantis is going to wind up being the nominee, which it looks less and less likely each day, but if something happens and the Republicans come to their senses, or it looks like DeSantis would be the next guy in line, so I want to know about him. I found the book. Yeah, it was in the discount rack, but I still bought it. <laughs> so I read it. I watched Bobby Kennedy. Kind of getting both sides. Yeah. Want both sides. Yeah. Don't just want to get my facts and exactly. just, you know. No, and I think that's so important. And I will say, I don't see as much of that, at least, you know, in my tunnel vision and my friend group on the right, I don't see a lot of guys reading Joe Biden's book and then reading Trump's book and having a critical discussion about what I like about each and the things I dislike about each. It's very much, I'm only looking for what I can find to make you look like a libtard. Yes. You know, you don't and, see as much of that. And let's be honest, that is that Gutfeld show 100%. Yes. I mean, there's no dissenting voice on there. I saw, in fact, I saw Harold Ford. You know him? I'm not taking another one. We took one. one He's another. mad we were talking about his fiance. He's calling back pissed. <laughs> you son of a bitch. He, he you dare. I just, well, I just spoke to her, and that's not what you told me. All right, let me put this on airplane mode so we don't have another one of them. Yeah, before the show, Ray's like, can you please make sure that's not chiming during the whole show to my phone? Here we go with Ray. I'll, I'll show. But several episodes back, you had said to me, we'll take one on the air. And that one happened to be for that's Andy true. Kishir, so that was great. That hopefully was a good one. It, hopefully it sounded okay. Yeah. But Harold Ford is the um, a Democratic, uh, for, former Democratic congressman. Uh, he's either, I don't mean to be, you know, uh, What's the word? I don't mean to be trite here, but he's either a black man or he's mixed race. He's a light-skinned black man. He's a really, really bright guy. Um, and he is on the five with Gutfeld. So okay. they're probably friends. So he brought him on the show once I saw him. And he, yeah. he went on a kind of a long, uh, factual-based I don't want to call it a tirade, you know, a, a, a conversation. And Gutfeld, to his credit, because he can be a little funny, said, okay, so we're going to uh, we're gonna expunge all of that from the show. <laughs> and, you know, because that's not what the show's about. They don't want any dissenting True. view. That's it. Fuck no. They're not inviting people on, you know, it's not politically incorrect. They're not inviting a good discussion. No. They're preaching to the choir yes. as they fall asleep. Exactly yeah. right. Yes. Right. And make sure as they're falling asleep, some of it seeps that's in it. and they can Biden's repeat it an idiot, day. go to sleep. <laughs> yes. Hillary's crooked, go, to, go sleep. to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. So. Do you find it funny at all? No, God, I haven't laughed, but I probably smiled a couple times. You know, occasionally it's like, oh, I don't know right. if it's just like it he okay. tries to be too cute. Or And, and here's the thing, Tristan, I'll say this. I think if Greg Gutfeld were your neighbor, he's probably not a bad guy. Fair enough. He's playing this role. He's got to play this role as the funny man to pick on Biden. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost cringy at times. He it's would like, probably be funny in real life. To me, the show is not very well written. I mean, it's mostly just banter. It's banter. But it's a lot of it. Let's not pick too much on banter because that's all this show that's is. That's fair. But it's prepared banter. Like they, you know, they have the topics in advance. Sure. They know what sure. they're going to say. They have their points they're going to make, right. whatever. But it's, yeah, it's not like there's, you know, the writing. Like when they do their little skits and you've brought up the guy that almost doesn't look like Joe Biden at all. Yeah. comes on to do the yeah. impression. You're yeah. like, you know, you're if you're watching it's any cringy. other channel for it's late like, night, uh, you're going to get better quality right. stuff. Like if they're the right. number one show right. in late night. They should have a staff that does better quality stuff. And, you know, when he's standing there, look, he's on TV with what I have, like this handwritten, like, notebook that he's kind of checkmarking stuff off, which is what I do on here. But you can't see me do it, and he's on, like, a number one late-night rated talk show. So I don't – So the negative way to look at it would be it's a celebration of mediocrity. Sure. Or – so that's a shot at him. Or the other way would be we're just people sitting down telling you how we feel. 
Yeah. Okay, that's cool. But not really, because your agenda is to just say Joe is addled and beat the shit out of him. All right, so show the Tommy Tuberville tape. Yeah. Show when Biden's just clicking and saying, man, how dare this son of a bitch. My word's not his. Take that money or, or deny it. You vote against that money, then go go out and, you know, and he's saying it to somebody who doesn't have a good answer back. Yeah. Yeah, they're never going to show that. So you kind of can't have it both ways. It is. It is... And I'll say this, too. And John Stewart, who, by the way, is one of my favorite TV personalities of all time. Jersey guy. Jersey guy, indeed. You know, John got away with this for a very long time, you know, to some people would say his detriment in that, you know, if things would get a little hot, he would say, well, it's a comedy show. You know, so and I'm sure there's some of that with Gutfeld. Again, he knows, you know, guys like you and me aren't typically tuning in to go to sleep to Gutfeld. It's, you know, folks that are holding on to their gun and, you know, pretty darn right-wing type folks. So it would probably be easy over a dinner if you and I were with Gutfeld for him to just say, look, it's Fox News. We're putting on a Fox News late-night show. It's, exactly it's comedy. He, he was also on Mars Podcast. Oh, really? I, I, I saw thought. a little bit of it, intended to get back to it. I, I started. I would have liked to have seen that. And I, well, they're all there, I, and I got interrupted, so I intend to go back and watch it. But you're exactly right, Tristan. Uh, John Stewart, Greg Gutfeld, Neither can rely on, oh, it's only a comedy show, because they both had an agenda. Yeah. Haven't had an agenda. Yeah. They do. Right. And I do we have an agenda? I don't think you and I on this show have an agenda. I think we have what we like. I think our politics lean closer to left than they do right. But again, for the umpteenth time, there's so much of my life that is conservative. I, you know, I've been married to the same woman for 35 years. I've raised two kids, the, the kids and, and, and my wife are the most important thing in my life. I've worked my entire adult life. I mean, on and on. Go You're a the, white working go, class, go the, middle class guy, right? Yeah. Like that's the heart of the Republican Party. Conservatism, sure. yes. I, I mean, so I have absolutely no problem with conservatives other than I don't understand why it has to be so nitpicky, so mean so finger pointing and then of course the whataboutism well they'll turn around and say well you're not and on and on you do the same blah 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 I don't think you and I do the same Agreed. I mean, we you know I, I I am very upfront about my feelings for Donald Trump I thought he was a terrible guy when he came down that fucking escalator not maybe personally a terrible guy but I thought he'd be terrible for the country because he's a narcissistic demagogue who cared about two things Donald Trump and Donald Trump's friend. That's it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Donald Trump twice, which I also would have right. agreed with. Two things, yeah. Donald Trump and, and Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I feel somewhat vindicated in that I was right in that. I, I, I wish I were wrong. I wish he'd have been a fucking great president and a uniter and brought people together, but he just fucking... Look, that I, look, I'm a lover of politics. It's my hobby. I remember the Donald Trump of 2020 who ran as a reform party, oh, oh, I'm sorry, who flirted with a run as a reform, uh, on the reform party ticket, yeah. Ross Perot's. He was a pro-homosexual, anti-gun New York businessman. Which is probably closer to who he actually is. Probably closer to who he actually is. Yeah. Sold all that away to appeal to whatever it is in the middle part of the country that people pick on. Right. That's who he appealed to. Yeah. yeah. I love the uneducated. Yes. But uh, no, I, I, I think that's that's a great insight. Well, I got uh, I got a, another Jew thing today. Another Jew thing? You yeah, can got, say that, but I can't. I got, hey, Trizen, I got a Jew thing. You racist people. <laughs> I actually carry shit. around a Jew thing with me all day long, which is hard to do. But Jew uh, eat. Uh, uh, Jeff, my mentor up in Jersey, was Jewish. And uh, I'd say, Jew eat? He'd say, Fuck you, Jew. Did you, you like you know? Because that's the way in Jersey, yeah, you, you sort of match the words because you yeah. can talk fast. Jew eat. 
I'm so woke. What'd you say I, to me? I get worried every time someone says July. July. But uh, <laughs> like I had a co- I had a coworker call me today. It's <laughs> absolute true story. She calls me up and she goes. There's this fucking Indian guy, and oh, I can't no. sell him any radio ads. Now, I guess he's an Indian uh, business owner in Irvin. And she goes, he's a fucking Jew. I said, Loretta, <laughs> you just said he was an Indian. She, go, she goes, no, he's an Indian, but he's a Jew. And I'm like, Loretta, I see what you're saying. You can't say that to me. She goes, no, I don't mean it bad. I just mean <laughs> he won't he dude. won't take my price on what I'm trying to sell him. So I I'm like Loretta, stop, please don't say that. What is my price? <laughs> That's yeah. There you go. So <laughs> so I spent like the better part of five minutes trying to explain to her, Loretta. Look, I know you're not mean. That and is great. Please don't. I know Loretta. Call me. Yeah, no. Loretta's she's a, fine a person. Yeah. wonderful human being. She would be the one who would drive <laughs> in her truck and help you change your tire. Hundred percent. Yes. Even if you were wearing a yarmulke, Loretta would help out. <laughs> But, but I was just, you know, and it is funny again. That is damn funny. We had this conversation a couple that weeks ago. That Indian is a Jew. Nobody says that. Nobody says Jew you down in Kentucky because they are fucking hoping Hitler takes over and you know exterminates the Jewish people. But again, it's just like, please, can we stop saying it's becoming? It's it's an adjective. Sure. Yeah, it's, well, it's been since I've been a little kid here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Well, Vinny, my late brother-in-law had one of the best sense of humor any time. He'd say, no, he tried to Baptist you down. You're in Kentucky. He didn't try and Jew you down. He tried to Baptist you down. And nice. he used to refer to it as Baptist lightning. Nice. They had a little Baptist go. lightning over there in the liquor store. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that was fun. Hey, uh, cool, cool news. I, I like doing this part because there's no segues. But a new new sponsor this week. Yes. How about that? Yes. So I got also, you a, a new account. And I've got to call Tony. I think he's left me like three voicemails, and I'm not blowing them off. I just I'm not real great with you are not my great. Phone. I we do this every week, and you don't always respond to me. So yes, to to your point, I gotta call you, Tony. Guy. And thank you. So Tony, with we us. we do epoxy. Who and you'll hear his ad on this show. I think Troy. I, I he got some new commercials done at Wallingford. So we're gonna rotate these on the podcast for a couple months. And if you need epoxy in your garage, call Tony, and then maybe he'll stick on for more than two months. Well, trust me. Uh, when we power washed and really got a look at our garage floor, I, I may talk some serious. Uh, uh, What's the word? I'm, I'm bad with my words. I'm getting old, Trizen, and I'm demented and adult. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Joe Biden, everybody. Damn. Oh, but my God. Our, our floor is rough. I'm, I'd like to know what the epoxy does because oh, it looks beautiful. serious cracks he in had, our garage we, floor. We had plenty of time to look at some videos uh, a couple weeks ago on a lot of the jobs he did. It's amazing what he can do. I mean, yeah. just from you know these cracked up old garages yeah. to like... They look um, hard to describe, but like when you see like these really fancy floors that are multicolored, or they've got like the specks in them and they shine different ways. Sure, I, I'm not describing it very yeah. well. Listen to the commercial that will air on this broadcast. May have already aired, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, that's cool. And thank you so much, Tommy. Yeah, we're we're hitting the big time, man. Yeah, look at that. So what else you got? What else do I have here? What you got, man? Um, any big Fourth of July plans? Absolutely none. Yeah. Really none. I, I tell you what, I was at my... Da- oh, well, I uh, I bit into a... Ch- <laughs> I bit into a fucking chimichanga on Monday. Oh, no. And three teeth. I have a bridge here. Oh, yeah. And I left the goddamn bridge. All right, so here's what I think happened. I'm in the process of having an implant done. Yeah. And so I think I've been chewing everything on the other side. I've been staying yeah. away from the temporary tooth. Like, I've got this little tooth I could pop out. It's just a fake right here where the implant's going. Otherwise, I'd look like every other Kentuckian. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> 
Um, so I I'm, like how I was so enamored I, in your story. I like that didn't even sound <laughs> off. Oh yes, of course, Kentuckians <laughs> have teeth issues. Right. That's I'm, not true. I, love. Where we are I in our friends and family. Bit into a Casa Fiesta shrimp chimichanga, and I go, oh, my God, Pat, because she said it was quite funny to watch me. <laughs> but I was able to fit it back in, and I went up uh, to Lexington. Uh, that was Monday night, Tuesday morning. Larry Kopchick fit me in, and he's a great guy. I've, we've literally been going to him since 1990. He's old, a couple years older than me. He's probably looking at retirement. He said, uh, "He said you run a bowling center, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He said, why don't you just go in and get some of the glue they put the inserts in? Hit nice. the balls with and stick it on, you'd have been fine. That's pretty good. But, um, yeah, so I forget where I was going with that, but yeah. <laughs> no no plans for the fourth. It's oh, so I, I, when I was in the, thank you, when I was in the dental chair, I asked the woman who, who was assisting him if he was giving them both Monday and Tuesday off because Fourth of July is a Tuesday. And she said yes, and she was very much looking forward to it. So I think a lot of people are doing that because it's a, it falls on a Tuesday. So how many fucking people are going to want to? Want to want to are going to want to work on Monday oh, the third. Uh, yeah. So most places are just making it a four day weekend, which is very cool. So as they should. Now trivia question: What do you think our boss is going to do? Uh, your boss? My well, your, I'm, in, I'm in the entertainment business, so I my, yeah, you're, I'm yes. working. But your boss, you're not getting. Well, what do you think? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Just say, now and hey, again, to sort of the get fucking something. four day weekend. Don't worry about Monday. I'll see you Wednesday. Now, isn't that, that like? I but think now, to a, be fair, it is radio, so it's not. What, you're sure. still going to be. But on you do the have air. a lot of people that aren't office uh, people, yeah. right? So personalities are going to yeah. come in. No hate on you know, but it no, you never want to hate. You, on. you do like you know. That's always such a nice thing sometimes when people kind of give you that extra unexpected thing uh, that's not written in your contract. You know what's funny, Trism? When we finally get all this, so we were working on equipment today. We've got another new piece that we tried, and so we haven't really been uh, real hip with our guests. But we, it would be great to be, get K Dub in here as a guest. Love to. It would it be would, so fun. It would be, and you know, because he would be kind. I mean, he's a right winger, so there would, there would be that banter, which would be fun. Yeah, and you know. No, I, I would love to because, you know, having had uh, probably not more than a couple handfuls of political conversations with him over the 16, 17 years I've worked at Wallingford, he becomes reasonable when you chat. Yes. It's seeing him online and his text messages back and forth with you that he becomes this kind of right-wing stereotypical, like, fuck you monster kind of. Right. It's just there's not as much reality as there is, like, I want to own you for being different than me. I think he is very representative of the point that you make so often and so effectively, which is that people would never treat each other in person the way they do online. Right. It's and it's just, sad that you even think to act that way online, to do like, oh, fucking liberal idiots. You know, but, like, I would never post, ah, fucking Republican morons, because I genuinely don't feel that way, right? Like, I that I feel like right. there's a fringe that right. you could kind of, eh, but, no, I think for the most part, people are just mostly good. Yeah, and maybe that's the problem. Right, I do, too. But it would and, be great, to your point, to have him microphoned up to sit down and, and chat politics, I think. Unless yeah, he yeah. started trying to be that guy, I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I would poke him and then he'd become that guy. But I, what I was going to say is there may just be too much, um, you know, category, too much grouping together. Just to go, take a step back and try and, you know, look at people individually, you know. Yeah, it's true. And I, it, obviously part of the genesis of this show was to try and not divide but to hopefully unite. And right. Because we are guys from, right. you know, coastal elite type places that have sort of wound up in a place that's right. very much flyover country uh, yes. and you know you do that's see right. and you can see the good and bad in both that's right you know, and, and, so. and that's a sincere point and I think yeah. that that was a, a, a huge part of this and something that we don't often visit which is that we are 
somewhat unique in that we have perspectives that not everybody does. You right. Know? I still tease my brother about being an elitist. I mean, he spent his life in Jersey, and you know. I, but I know you know what's good about him is he's come down here enough to realize that yeah, there are a lot of good people, and Buzz has made himself a nice life down here, and so it can be done. But yeah, there's there's certainly that elitism that comes from the coast. I mean, you can't deny that. And you know, and I think for me, Trump has made it much harder to bridge that gap because I mean, Fuck we've just yeah. spent, you know. Four, his four years just being told how ten times harder. evil the media is and ten how times you know, yeah so that, that's quite the thing to overcome but I hope we there's a little bit of that at least in every show for us we've done it again it's hey, look hour. at that all right so I'm not going to go to the dad's uh, a brief little story I'm not going to go to the dad's joke book today oh, do you wow. have a piece of comedy I did good, you, good, you had good. actually okay. requested yes, some some uh, five, five star, star reviews. reviews so I'd pick some up all right so uh, I, this is not a this is not a dad's flooring dad's joke book. This is one of my dad's jokes. And he was a great storyteller, a joke teller. I won't tell this anywhere near as well as him. But it came up today because Old Cliff, I was working with Old Cliff, and I had uh, stocked the, uh, the, the, the reaching cooler for the bar. And um, I had a bunch of boxes, like 15. I had found half cases. The bartenders are lazy. Sometimes I just fucking step in and stock everything. And I said to Cliff, hey, can you clean up behind the bar? I left a Messerschmitt. And that was from Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, there's a Messerschmitt in there. Mess of shit. Messer, yeah. Messerschmitt. Right. And a Messerschmitt was a German plane, right? Okay. Okay. So Dad's joke was the flying ace from World War One was uh, addressing this gathering like the Women's Auxiliary League. And he kept talking about, uh, you know, and this Fokker here, and this Fokker here, and the women would laugh, you know. This and finally it went on a few times, and the guy who had brought him in felt it incumbent upon him to explain to the women that a Fokker is a type of German aircraft. And, and that's what he's saying. He says, isn't that right, Baron? And he said, ja, wohl, but these Fokkers were in Messerschmitts. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. So there's a dad white joke of the day. I like it. Yeah, that was cute. So These dads. fuckers are in Messerschmitt. So I'll do a real quick uh, thank you recap before I do these sure. reviews. So Troy, uh, you know, we just throw a lot of stuff on you and just appreciate you so much for all your uh, constant help. Indeed. Uh, Tony, our new sponsor, yes. we do epoxy. Um, if you'd like any info about him, uh, you can... Find me on Facebook if you want. I'll tell you uh, if you're listening, and uh, you know, or find our uh, Extreme Common Sense Facebook page. Shoot us a message. So we'll give it, you all his info. Is it like foundation cracks as well? Or he does garage about, floors. Well, like garage patios. Patio, yeah. Uh, okay. Like so, definitely other floors. Like he'll fix your sidewalk and your driveway. Sidewalk and driveway. It's a lot gotcha, of stuff. Gotcha, now gotcha. a specific foundation. That's a good that question a for little, him. That may be okay. I don't know, but. Uh, upon Aaron, you got a reference in today, so we're going to have to bring you back soon and and let you defend yourself. I know uh, with with Trump's most recent indictment, we gotta we gotta hear what your thoughts on that. <laughs> Dad's flooring for this massive uh, space that we have. Thank you so much to Cameron and Dad's. If you're uh, so you can have uh, Tony fix your your garage and Dad's fix the rest of your house. Perfect. So that is nice. So uh, check out Aaron uh, Breapon Buckshot and Lead dot com if you're out of the area or 107 Clay Drive if you're here locally. Nate at Stove Leg. Yes. We couldn't do it without you. Got or, his bill today. Yeah. Haven't I, sent a check yet, but I got his bill. How about that? So we'll, we'll pass that off to Tony now. That, uh, <laughs> and, of course, and, of course, the Rational Boomer Podcast. Yes. Guys, thanks for all of our supporters as well. And uh, Ray wanted some five-star views, so I said, by God, Ray gets what Ray wants. I'm going to go to Google, and I'm going to pull up our uh, actual five-star views. And, again, 
we do appreciate you taking the time to, to give us a five-star view, Absolutely. and they might get read on the air if, yes. you, if you leave one. So, okay, I pulled out five today. These are pretty recent. This one's kind of timely. It says, I think I would rather go on a sea exploration trip in an Ocean Gate submarine than listen to you libtards whining about Trump. Five stars. Too soon, I yeah, thought. Man. I responded to that with too soon. I said, that is not funny and very Can we not get Trump on one of those escapades? <laughs> or maybe, Why is he more of an adventurer? Maybe Biden could join him. Yeah, we'll get them both on there. How about that? And look at that. You're bridging across See, the aisle. There you go. Look at that. They're both very old. That's right. All right. Here we go. I ran across your, spod, your, spodcast, your podcast on Spotify and gave it a try. I would describe it as kind of similar to Joe Rogan's podcast, but if it was written by low-functioning first graders. Man, because Joe Rogan doesn't seem that smart to me, so that hurts extra bad. I don't, you know, he's got a lot of writers and staff, and it's just us. But, you know, I guess that's a compliment. It's five stars. Yeah, it's five stars. Yeah. All right, the next one. What kind of stupid fucking name is Trisden? Five stars. I just thought Spell that was... Spell it, too. Spell it, Yeah, T-R-I-Z-D-O-N. Where did your mom come up with that? She had heard Tristan in, uh, you know, 1979 when she was pregnant, California. And thought that the S sound of Trist, Tristan wasn't very masculine, and thought the Z Tristan was a more masculine version, there and she coined it, and that was. I would actually agree with her on that. Yeah, You're the only Tristan with a Z, I know. Yeah, there's. I think there are a, other Tristans. There's a few Tristans. Trist, right? Tristan, yeah. There's a lot of Tristans, but there's a few other Tristans like me, but they're. They have an S with with the Z. Oh, with the Z, yeah, yeah you've seen it. Yeah, oh. a few times on Facebook. So okay. I always wondered if maybe I was somehow yes. related or you know messed up in college, and they were mine. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, let's see, and. Uh, what kind of fucking name is Trisden? So that was five stars. All right. Extreme common sense with Trisden and Ray. Come for the racism. Stay for the transphobia. All right. Five stars. Which maybe that could be the slogan for our show. We could just have Troy build something from that audio. Extreme common sense with Trisden and Ray. Come for the racism. Stay for the transphobia. Thanks. Thanks for that. Five stars at least. And the last Feel a shot at me. Yeah. Well, no, this one's a shot at you, the oh, last no. one here. This is rough. This this guy says, I'm 100% certain these guys live in the same trailer park, and Ray probably beats his wife, mm. which is just mean. That's mean. And why would he even think that? We're not violent. Mean but true. Yeah, well, when dinner's not ready. It's not ready, right? I can honestly say I've never lent a hand. I, well, actually, funny story, I've... There's been blood twice, both drawn by my wife at me. We, were, we hadn't even left for Kentucky yet. We were still in New Jersey. And do you, you ever live in an apartment where they had underneath storage, but it's just two by fours and, and chicken wire? Yeah. You've seen that? Yes. She was pissed at something. She winged that fucking door, caught me right in the nose. Oh, and no. Busted me up. Oh, and I think dear. the other was like rafting or something. She inadvertently hit me with a paddle. And, <laughs> so twice there's been blood drawn. And, Hey, how about the perfect game last night? Oh, that was only good 24. segue. Well, you know why it's a good segue? Because that guy's been accused of domestic really? abuse. Really? Yeah. Wow. So maybe he's kind of a piece of shit, but he pitched a Could perfect be. game. Hell of a pitcher. 99 pitches for a complete perfect oh, game. Oh, I didn't even see that. That's 99. amazing. How do you do that? I did watch the last out, and it's like yeah. winning the World Series. Oh, yeah. When they it's that so last cool. out. And it was a hard hit ball. Third base made a nice play. Yeah. It was a line, kind of line drive yeah. bounce, and yeah. Nice. All right, now, if you're in the field, are you saying, don't hit it to me, don't hit it to me, or are you saying, hit it my way? I want you got to be like our buddy Adam yeah, Rosales, right? Well, you got to want it. It was part of a perfect game. It was game. part of a, That's yeah. right. 
That's he was, it. yeah. So, and I guess I'll go on record also as saying I've also never hit my wife. Now, in our early days, we would have some, like, barnstorming arguments. And I do think, uh, I think I've taken out a cell phone before. Not on her or anything, Throwing. but, like, I threw a cell phone and busted it over, you know. But, you know, in our 20s, what are you going to do? You got a couple of those in your I 20s. I punched the wall once, so, yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yes. Yes. Women tend to bring out, you know, your wife is certainly early when you're learning each other. Nobody on earth can make you as mad as, you know, as your What's significant other. Can't, can't hate him, can't kill him, can't love him, can't kill him. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we had our, our moments early on. We've, we've merged into, you know, we're old now. So, sure. you know, it's older. easier to, to not I'm get older, so older. upset about. No, yeah, actually, I'm a little older. you're experienced, I'm seasoned, and Joe is ancient. There you go. Poor Joe. They just pick on him. It's awful. Hey, he's old. Sure. But, but again, if, if I give me 80% of what Joe Biden has, if I'm his age, yeah, I'd be happy and, as shit. And it's also like Mars says, and he took some shit for it. Really, how hard is the job? Like running for president is hard, but being president, you got a lot of people you to help. You do have a lot of help. It's not <laughs> like you're sitting there coming up with the, the, you know, the plan for a, no. the Iran wars. No. Right. No, no. That Trump has now given everybody. That's exactly right. All right, Triz, have a great week. Thanks, man. You too, Ray. Take care. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trizden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week. Tristan here with the Extreme Common Sense Podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond. And also, my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet, they have so much cool stuff, you're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond.